The plague is the worst, and you get it every year. Tom plague. Well, yeah. you know what's funny is like I'm surprised Trevor and I did not get sick after basically licking the carpet at the Nintendo. Oh, booth. I know. <laughs> like, yeah, you guys. At the end of E3, just rolling on their dirty ass Nintendo carpet. It's always better when you're lubed up. <laughs> Isn't it just? Why do I say these things? <laughs> uh. Hey everybody, it is March 26th, 2018, and this is episode 12 of Press X to Podcast. I'm Paul Sullivan. Alongside me, I have the guy who swallowed glass. It's Sean Petraschuk. Um, I'm reflecting now, and I think it's more um, razor blades. I'm pretty sure I'm bleeding down my throat from the inside. But I'm here. I'm here. And I'm going to give it my all. Don't bleed on the mic. It doesn't do well if you do that. This here rum and and Pepsi is going to solve all my problems. Booze solves everything. Everything in the world. It really... (laughs) Well, I don't know if that's what we want to be telling the children. (laughs) Don't listen to us, children. And the man who believes booze solves everything, that's Trevor Houston. Hello, hello, everyone. How you doing here, guys? Not so bad. Not so bad. Had a good weekend. Good? Actually, no. No, I'm lying. I'm lying. I had a horrible weekend. My wife was out of town, so I was just like a mopey, miserable, lonely old man (laughs) who didn't do shit. Sat around in my pajamas all day and played video games, which isn't necessarily bad, but... I'm so pathetically married now that like being alone for I was she was gone for five days and um, my youngest is out of town too so it was just me in the house and my annoying animals and uh, yeah a lot of video games played though a lot of video pathetically games. married I like that <laughs> that's not yeah yeah that might not have been the best choice of words <laughs> well it might be the podcast title now and I I might send oh. it directly to Karen what is it. No, the podcast title is consistently getting my ass in trouble. We need to change things up. <laughs> hey, we've got a running theme and people expect certain things now. Um, and it's uh, Sean deprecation. Yeah, basically, eventually Sean's going to say something stupid and that'll be the name of the podcast. <laughs> the listeners probably don't know this, but we just sit around kind of talking for a while before the cast. We're just waiting for Sean to say something so that I can get an intro. And, and then we start the cast. It usually takes no longer than 10 seconds. Oh, oh yeah. there he goes. He said something stupid again. It's Yeah, it's usually in the first five minutes there's a hook. There's a hook with, that we can use for the title, and it works every time. Start strong, Bingo. boys. <laughs> that rum and Pepsi. Specifically <laughs> Pepsi, though. Coke doesn't work. No, Coke no. doesn't work. Coke is shit. Fight we me. We all know that. Fight me. Guys, what do you say? Should we talk about Sea of Thieves? Ooh, you mean Sea of Meh? Yeah, that's why I see how you have it here. Is sea of meh. Yeah, correct. You I, know, I don't like it, guys. I don't like it. I don't think it's for everyone. Um, it's funny how like there was such a build up to release. I mean, people were genuinely really excited. Um, I mean, it it remains to be seen if if rares maybe kind of full of shit or not. Um, in that they're saying, look, we're starting slow on purpose, and we're going to build this world um, around you know, the interactions of players, that sort of thing. Um, because, yeah, I mean, most people are saying you're going to see most of what there is to offer within a few hours. So, like 90 minutes tops. 
Trev and I played uh, along with James and Garrett. Uh, I guess what was that release day? Trev? Yeah, Tuesday? launch day. Yeah, la- launch day. I think we played. That's right. And uh, I mean, we after about an hour, I was like, I think I've seen everything. Every outpost has the same five NPCs. They say the same things, and every quest is kind of the same. All the boats are the same. And I don't know, it just doesn't seem like there's anything to keep me rolling forward. It, I mean, we, we we did encounter some pretty good server problems that night. Like, none of our gold was cashing true. in. <laughs> you, you were stuck doing the jig for, for, for the better part of 10 minutes. Here's Paul, like, just doing a little <laughs> a, a little jig dance on, on, guys, uh, on the, on the guys, deck. I can't, I can't breathe. I'm out of breath here. I've been <laughs> dancing for so long. <laughs> so, so the only way we could get him out of, like, this permanent jig... Um, was to lock him in like the little jail cell downstairs and once we locked him in that and popped him out he was good to go but it was a weird glitch seeing him kind of just dance away so i mean funny but uh, a strange glitch I there is it. more to that world though too that um that people a lot of people haven't discovered like there's some like underwater caverns and like actually like sunken there's a one spot where there's like a sunken almost city that a lot of people don't know about you know what I mean? So there are some areas that are yeah. undiscovered by many players because, you know, they're looking at, I mean, forgive me, I almost feel like I'm making a pun, but uh, surface level, right? They're only like yeah. top of the ocean and that's it. There's more to that world. Um, but then, yeah, like say on top of that, uh, there was a, I don't know if it was an ask me anything type thing or, or whatnot, but what, a, a rare developer did pop up onto Reddit at some point this week to say there is more there was always intended to be more and that this release, you know, the slow release of content was kind of part of the plan. But then Paul, you kind of brought up that, you know, some former developers are saying, "Uh, no, that's not really it. Uh, This is kind of the game as it is. And, you know, we were worried about that from the start. Yeah. I read somewhere that it was um, somebody suggested that it was only sort of 10% done. Which that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. Really, ten like, percent? But it it is pretty bare for wise? sure. Sure. Why yeah. why else would they have the same NPCs in all the all the taverns? You you know, there's no explanation. There's no story. There's no missions. Really, it's all the same thing over and over, which is fine. And I think mechanically, it's good. Like the, the water is incredible, and the game looks great. I I really like the sailing aspect. But once you've got the boat mastered, you're kind of out of things to do for a lot of the time. Mm. yeah i mean it, it it's a shame i mean i think it's the end of, it's the end of march blues like well i think did too, they shut though, this thing out because it's the end of fiscal year and xbox desperately needed something to sell game pass i don't know maybe no because the thing is is they could have like i don't think um i don't think this was necessarily it's okay i don't think that see if these on game pass was necessarily to sell Game Pass. I think it was more to make it look like people played Sea of Thieves. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the actual, the opposite of that. Yeah, um, could, I don't. Could I don't know if I mean because monetarily, the extra subs that they got from Game Pass, and if they even got them, because literally I saw nothing but you know post after post on Twitter of oh I've got this free fourteen day Game Pass I've been holding yeah. on to, like right. everybody just kind of. You know, went in going, I'm going to play it for that 14 day stretch and then I'm totally going to bail. So, I mean, the whole like first party games is is a great idea with Game Pass, but they're going to have to deliver a lot more 
if they want those subscriptions to be consistent. Where it's going to come around full circle is when State of Decay 2 drops or Crackdown 3, for example, you're only allowed to use one of those Game Pass freebies once. Once there's one on your account, they're like, fuck you, man. Pay me, fuckers. <laughs> Give me the money. Yeah, I'd pony up the monthly fee for a State of Decay 2, but presumably that has more content than this. Well, maybe not. I mean, it's a, it's a value price title outside of Game Pass as well, right? Was it thirty nine ninety nine or something like that? Yeah, well, Sea of Thieves is full price. Yep. Yeah, which is, I mean, based on the content now, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of comparison to, uh, you know, this is Xbox's No Man's Sky, right? No Man's Sea. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, granted, I mean, No Man's Sky is a great game now. I mean, they've added so much more content. But it you took only a while really, to get there, though. Well, that's it's the same thing with, like, you know, you only have one chance. I mean, it's, yep. when you think about the review crowd and everything, you know, like when it comes to the media, is that you have one chance to make your impression. So the reviews go out on a full game. If you release in early access, that's the game. You might come around full circle in six months and release the full game, but nobody cares. You have one right. chance, and that's your debut. And, that's so, tr- that's and so that's true, and, and early impressions are not good. I mean, I'm looking on Metacritic right now. It's averaging a 70 with 29 reviews in. Now, I know our own uh, Garrett is going to, he's aiming to have his review on Wednesday. Like he really wants to, as he put it to me, he's like, I really want to, I feel like I owe it to rare to get to the end game, to fully rank up all my legions or factions or shit. Sorry, whatever the hell they're called. He wants to rank. I don't, sorry. I don't know what it's called. He wants <laughs> to rank up his guys and get to the end game because he feels he owes it to rare. So he, if there's anybody's review I'm really going to trust, it's Garrett's because he has played the snot out of this thing. He so has. I'm curious yeah. what he's going to come. He's he's kept his opinion about the game really to himself. So I'm really curious to uh, to read his review on COD Connected on Wednesday. I think I think um, Kotaku, I saw on Kotaku, um, uh, it wasn't a review, but it was just kind of like an op-ed almost about the game. And they really put it, well in that saying that like you've almost got to treat the game like it's a chat room that has a game attached like if you were to go in there and you're literally just floating around but you're just you know you're all playing your part you're all doing your thing um communicating with each other um it it's a good way to kind of chat with three of your buddies and pass the time you know and um i mean granted that doesn't necessarily make a great game but the, the, if the thing you go is, into it with that expectation, maybe, I mean... The problem I have with that is that you're paying for this game either through Game Pass or by buying the game itself when you could already do that and hang out with your buddies and play a game. You, there's party systems on, on Xbox and PS4, so you could play whatever you want and yeah. party up and, and play well, something that's Well, let's put it this worthwhile. way, though. Like, you know, I mean, in terms of people who want to shit on it, um, in, you know, oh, you're paying for Game Pass? Look, I mean, you're paying... Ten dollars a month for Game Pass. I don't want to hear you complain about Sea of Thieves, honest to God, because that's fucking pennies of doll. Uh, uh, you know that's going to go to that developer. I could see the guy who was like, "Yeah, I'm, you know, I've, I'm all in. I don't want Game Pass, but I'm going to go buy it." That guy, go ahead, complain till the fucking cows come home. But if you got Game Pass, shut your fucking hole, honest to God. <laughs> no, I'm no. This stuff gets me so fucking fired up because of the fact. We've talked about this before, and these are some of the things that I'm not going to miss about being in the media, is entitled fucking shits. 
who expect the world for fucking $5. You know what I mean? And if you literally spent, say you download even a couple of other games on Game Pass, and you spent all of a dollar of your fucking money and you don't like Sea of Thieves, oh well, fucking walk off, son. End of the, like, that's it. Yeah, there are a million other games to pick from, right? There's other games. Exactly. And it's just like, you are not, you know, quote unquote, out of pocket by this. You're not inconvenienced by this. It's just a game you don't like. But just seeing the way that some people are going on on Twitter, I got Game Pass and this game is bullshit. Oh my God, fucking, you need a tissue? Get out of here. I picked up EA Access a couple weeks ago and I'm loving it so far and I think it's fantastic value. Even even though I probably won't play two-thirds of the games on on there, I still (laughs) think it's great value. It's fantastic value. EA Access is a great value. Um... I would say that um, Game Pass is a little bit less of a value because, I mean, EA Access is 20-something for the year. Um, what are your, It's about 10 bucks a month, something like that, for, for Game Pass. And they've got about 120 games on there. But this kind of leads into what uh, our next news beat is here mm-hmm. in that, like, the April update for, you know, they add, what is it, like six to eight or seven or eight games every every month. Yep, seven games, games next month. April suck. I mean, I shouldn't say they suck. There's some that are good, but they're super, super niche. And it's just like, you're not... I mean, for the people that maybe paid out that month, they go, okay, well, yeah, I'm going to stick with Game Pass. And they wanted to get those subs up like we've already talked about before. Well, this, these are not the games to keep people convinced to go, yeah, I'm going to stick with this program. Right? Yep. The only standout on the list is City Skylines. That is truly a great game. Um, it's niche. Yeah, it is. It's a city builder. It really is. Yeah, and and I mean, let's see, like looking at the uh, Portal Knights cluster truck, the Hunter, Call of the Wild. Who the fuck plays that? <laughs> People who, who have Game f- Pass, I guess. <laughs> no, yeah. no one's going to download that. Kingdom, New Lands, I don't even know what that is. Sacred Citadel, no one's going to play that. I'll admit that I'm slightly interested in Late Shift. Um, I'm pretty sure, wasn't that the one, wasn't that... Um, uh, 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 what do you want to call? Fuck, I figures I'm gonna forget the words now. Um, like a live action or whatever, FMV, like full motion video game. Yep, crime thriller. That one I'm slightly interested in. And again, this is a going along with the whole entitled thing. If I maybe get one game out of my ten dollars for the month, I still got 120 other games on the service, so I shouldn't really complain. You know, they do have Gears Four on there. They have Halo Five. Um, you know, they, they do have games. Uh, I believe they have, um, oh, my brain's not working. There's definitely some games on there that I've, I've played. Um, so, you know, for my 10 bucks a month, I'm not going to complain. I still think it's a good service for my dollar. Right. Um, but they, these games aren't for all the new people that they got in with, with, um, with Sea of Thieves. This isn't going to be what keeps them. These are, they're going to drop their service. They're going to drop their service looking at these seven games. You figured they would have just followed with an impact. And like, boom, here's seven kick-ass games. Nah, we're going to give you these. I want to go back to something you said a while back there, Sean, about Mm. judging Sea of Thieves if you bought Game Pass. That's Mm. kind of a slippery slope because you can't treat the game differently based on how much you paid for it. It's Well, see, for me, it's not about treating the game differently. It's about having, like, you cannot like the game, obviously, right? It's about walking away with a genuine gripe. You know what I mean? If somebody spent $60 and was disappointed and they feel like, like that's it, I have this game now and I spent $60 for this, I can't believe that. I'm very upset because I'm never going to play this again. I spent $10 on Game Pass. 
eh, you know what, Sea of Thieves isn't what I expected it to be. But wow, look at all these other games I could play if I want to. Okay, like, gotcha. are you ripped yeah, off? I see what you no, mean. you're it's not less ripped of a off blow. at all. No, yeah, no, same if, page. If you're playing on the Game Pass, it's definitely less of a blow. It's, oh, well, yeah, oh, yeah, like 100%. And that's directly what I was speaking to, is the people complaining on Twitter like their fucking lives are going to end because they bought Game <laughs> yeah. Pass for this game. Ugh. And I just, it just, again, like, these are the things that make me not miss the media because you're dealing with these entitled, whiny-ass snots who just don't understand, like, like, I just don't get what people expect for a dollar. Like, those are reasons why I don't go to Twitter that often. Well, these are, but that's the thing. Like, like these dipshits are going to scream and yell all over Twitter or all over whatever social media they're on for fucking days because they don't have any other hobbies, right? But they're not going to think twice of going to Starbucks and spending $6 on a coffee. They're going to piss out within an hour. You know yep. what I mean? Like, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's like, where do you throw the balance of your hard earned money? And I, we see it from people that, like, on, on the COG team, for example, everybody, they're, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And, I mean, you know, you, you have to tread carefully because everybody is entitled to their opinion. And there are, obviously, there are going to be people that think very different from me. And that's fine. But I'm going to fight you tooth and nail. You know what I mean? Like, I, get, I guess my point here is that as a journalist, when Garrett's reviewing the game, he can't give sea of thieves a pass because you can get it on game pass oh you have no, to, you no, have to no, judge it as not. it is for what it for is sure, for no, sure. no 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 the game yeah. deserves to be scored as it deserves 100 percent. it's I, I i was more so really directly speaking to the complaining side no, of same it. page yeah you can't you cannot affect it in terms of a score i mean if it's if the game doesn't stack up it doesn't stack up it doesn't matter what you paid for it right but a game people aren't complaining about that I am super excited and also super jealous you two are playing it and I'm not is Far Cry 5. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm I I I'm I don't know. I actually asked one of my coworkers today about this because I was really unsure. Um I'm like, "So, what's the like the code of conduct slash like are we allowed to like if we have PR buddies who want to just give us a code? Is that cool or like am I breaking some sort of rule? They're like as long as there's no strings attached where they're like, "Yeah, man, here, I got an extra code, play the game." Then go nuts, man. I'm like, "Sweet, cuz I got Far Cry 5." <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't I haven't dove in very far yet. Um what I did do was the whole uh 10 minute get to the ending thing. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. I have heard of it. Yeah, basically like you can have the you can literally have the credits roll in the first 10 minutes. Um <laughs> I mean, everybody kind of knows the whole uh plot about the fact that like, you know, this cult type thing. And basically your character, your the 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 rookie character, um when you first walk into the church right all at the beginning of the game, you can basically not take any action. You know, you're supposed to do something and you can just sit there and stare for like three or four minutes. And then it's like the whole situation is null and void. You're in the cult and the credits roll. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You stand there for like five minutes and uh, Joseph Seed, the the father or the, the guy for Eden's Gate, he's staring at you and he's like, God will not let you take me. And you stand there for five minutes and then eventually the sheriff looks at you and he's like, yeah, we should probably just get out of here. <laughs> And you go and you get on the chopper and that's the end of the game. What fun is that? 
is there an achievement for that if you do that is there like a special no achievement? no but this isn't the first time that they've done it there was another one i guess it would have been four because there was a situation with peg and min where yeah. you could do basically almost the same thing it's like basically take no action at all and um and yeah the credits would roll i mean it's it's fully a joke i kind of expected like with the credits rolling that there might be some jokes in the credits too but no, it's literally just the credits. <laughs> just roll through the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and it's a beefy set of credits, too. I actually sat through like a lot of it, not realizing, not paying attention, that I could actually hold the left stick down and like speed <laughs> scroll. Because I thought maybe there's achievement. Who knows, right? Right. And I'd been already watching the credits for like 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hey, look that. And it still took me another five to speed scroll. It's like a half hour credits. There's a lot of people who worked on this game. Yeah, I was looking up which studios actually worked on it. And the, the main dev was Ubisoft Montreal, but also Ubisoft Toronto, Ubisoft Shanghai. There was like five or six Ubisoft studios and, and Redshift and a bunch of places worked on it. And it's a it is a massive, massive undertaking. The world is huge. Well, you reviewed it and obviously, uh, you know, you liked it. So I did like it. Give us a little I, bit more. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I gave it a 90. Um, I, It is basically Far Cry 3 and Far Cry 4 in Montana. That's the bones of the game, and, and that part of it is really fun. It's a great vehicle for the story. I think the story is going to be underestimated by a lot of people um, because of the controversy of it's having it be a, a white American dude who's the bad guy, and all the people you're killing are white people. Um, I think that's going to turn a lot of people off of it um but it's a more nuanced story than i expected the acting is really good the writing is excellent um and there's a lot of humanity in this evil character that i didn't expect to see and i found really drove me forward it made um you know capturing outposts and so on things that i've done a million times before way more enticing because i wanted to see where the story was going to go um i'm you know i'm glad to hear that because I have seen from a lot of other outlets too, um, you know, where they're saying that the story didn't stack up for them um, and seeing, you know, like some uh, like derogatory terms in turn, you know, like uh, in the direction that the story went and that sort of thing. And, and mm. I kind of thought that honestly, that would be the only thing it stood on because a friend of mine asked me, you know, I mean, before I'd even had my, my hands on the final game, um, I'd been to some preview events and I'd had my hands on it in advance um but oh well what do you think about far cry 5 and you know my answer at that point was far cry is far cry is far cry you know it's mm -hmm. you're you're just you know you're gonna liberate this you're gonna climb that um you know you're gonna do the ubisoft grind really um so the only thing that's really gonna hold this thing above water in to make it different from any other game in the far cry series is going to be this narrative so, and I honestly thought that it would stack up. Um, I was, I'm glad to see that the whole controversy behind it really died down. Um, you know, like, cause initially there was like a full uproar. Like, I can't believe you're throwing this in a game. And people obviously realize that there's more important things to worry about than the plot yep. line in a video game. Um, and so it kind of got left in the dust. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you liked it. Cause I have a feeling that that's kind of where I'm going to be at as well, is that the story is what's going to compel me to keep playing. Yeah, it's kind of a weird mixture of things. It, 
it's very tongue in cheek in a way in that it's over the top and it's absurd but then it from time to time it kind of cuts through itself and you see like the core of who joseph seed is who his siblings are and mm. and what has motivated them to get to this point there's a lot of kind of under the radar commentary on the whole gun control issue and and lots of other social issues that i think if you're just playing the game because you want to shoot things you're gonna miss um, but if you're paying attention there's a lot of of winks and nods towards other things um, including things in the game industry, which I didn't necessarily expect. You know, it's funny is, is that I noticed in my first five minutes in the game, like before I even had a chance to shoot a weapon myself. Um, and again, I, I don't even want to, I, I, I don't, because the game's literally just out, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, even in the first five minutes of the game. Um, but the, one of the things I kind of, uh, thought about right away, I mean, it's funny Ubisoft is, you know, headquartered in Canada. You know, we have a definitely a different uh, idea, different ways of doing things. I don't know if you want to say that that influences their development. Like if there's a Canadian tinge on some of their development, I don't know if that would necessarily be true. But anyway, just the fact that like there's this entire county that, you know, that the authorities are afraid to touch and they have rose up and they are, you know, they're considered dangerous and they're afraid to go in there, but they're all stocked up with like the most badass of weapons. And it was <laughs> one of the first things that kind of came to my mind is, is like, is this because it is based in America, is this a subtle, like kick in the face to gun control for the, for the U S I, I, that was literally within the first five minutes of the game. I was thinking that, and I don't know if maybe it's because it's more poignant in the fact that it's a big part of the discussion today. You know, it's what's going on on social media and, and in the news and in politics. So maybe, maybe there's that predisposal because we're seeing so much of it. Maybe that's why I latched onto it. But again, like I say, I, I just noticed it right away. So I think that's a really interesting point that you brought that up. Mm -hmm. It, I mean, it does touch on all those issues, but it avoids being prescriptive and telling you what to think. It's not beating you over the head with guns are bad. Um, well, they they have to avoid that. I mean, that sales yeah. flat out. Oh yeah, but there like there are tons of characters in the game who are non-ironically for having guns, and they're saying, you know, the reason that we are alive and are surviving this cult is because we had guns. Interesting. And, and when you're in that situation, you're like, yeah, if this was, if Hope County was real, you would be agreeing with those people. You'd be like, yeah, I'm glad you had guns because we're alive. Well, Which is I mean, really interesting from a Canadian that's a pretty perspective. Far-fetched like, situation, and if, of, of course like, it is. If any, you know, thank you, dear. The wifey just brought me a fresh uh, rum and Pepsi. That's why I forgive <laughs> her for interrupting me last week. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Oh Jesus, that's a strong one. <laughs> There's a lot of rum up in that bad boy. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, so you're right. Be damned. You're you're totally right, Sean. It is a totally ridiculous scenario, and that's the point I'm trying to make: is that it is ridiculous enough that it's you can't take it seriously. But there are things that you can look at and go, okay, this is relevant to real life. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yep. No, and I think it's I think it's important that games start to address that sort of stuff. We see that more and more now, where where games, even though they're set in like a fantastical type situation aren't afraid to kind of poke their nose into 
um, social issues, right? And not that they're necessarily making a huge statement by it, but they're bringing it to um, like awareness in a sense. It encourages obviously like stuff like this, an actual conversation. Um, there, That's a power that games have now that I would argue that they didn't have 20 years ago, right? 20 years ago, we just, we weren't nuanced enough in the technology even, um, you know, to bring... You know, these stories, you know, you need the actors, you know, you need the voices behind the characters and all that to bring these sorts of stuff, you know, this sort of stuff to life, as it were. And, you know, games are more relevant than ever. And I think it's because of that. I mean, yes, they're entertainment and we all love running around shooting things, but I mean, they have that potential to be a lot more. And so many developers are now taking advantage of that. And that's the part of the scene right now that I, I really, really enjoy is is using this medium as a real voice for whether it's change or just making people aware is really, really interesting. And and this one does a nice job of balancing that kind of animalistic first-person shooter, just guttural, you know, entertainment with the more serious storytelling and narrative. Well, and that's just it, right? I mean, we want to be entertained, right? So that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else play anything else of note? I am playing right now. Um, this game is under embargo, so I can't say a lot about it, but I am playing this little platformer. I guess you might want, mm. you, you could call it a Metroidvania, you know, cause you know, you are kind of getting abilities as you go, that sort of thing. But, um, it's called the adventure pals and it is so ridiculously over the top and cutesy that I can't help but be absolutely in love with it. Um, it's just even from the initial trailer that I saw, I mean, I remember when the trailer first came out and anybody who's seen this might remember it because it's showing this like, you know, really beautifully hand animated scene. And then suddenly this fucking giraffe comes like flying across the street, the screen with its head back and its tongue out and swinging its tongue around like a helicopter blade. And I'm like, what the hell is this game? Well, that's, that's the adventure pals. It's, it's, (laughs) I can't, Think think Adventure Time, you know, a similar, I guess, sort of vibe to it, um, you know, where like really offbeat humor and just really beautifully drawn. Like I said, um, yeah, I put a lot of time into that this week and I'm I'm so glad that I, I got my hands on it. I would encourage anybody who likes a good platformer to check it out. I think it comes out like next week. It's awesome. It's so good. <laughs> I was really into it the moment I saw there was a character that was a burrito. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think you can underestimate the power of that. I Well, I, I've since met, uh, you know, since we spoke about it, I have met Fancy Burrito. And Fancy Burrito <laughs> is everything you'd hope for. But yes. it just it just it just starts out so funny. Like I say, like, you know, like, you know, this this kid's out all on his own and oh, well, you know, you're going to go on an adventure here. Take this. And it's this giraffe named Sparkles that you keep in your backpack. And when you need to do like a not a double jump, but like a, a floating jump. Right. So if you want to cross a big gap or whatever, he literally pops out of your backpack and bends his neck back 90 degrees sticks his tongue straight up in the air and like and helicopters you across like it's so goofy that you just can't help but smile as you're playing it and then it just has a bunch of really smart humor a lot of kind of direct jabs at a lot of pop culture type stuff but not overdone like some games can do where everything has to be a pop culture reference and you're like all right we get it 
you know, they don't beat you over the head with it. It's just done really subtly and it's just really good, friendly. Like, I mean, I would let my kid play it, you know, it's not, it's definitely like a game for everybody. Um, I think my only complaint so far would be that I would like them to ramp up on the difficulty a bit. Um, mm. But, you know, I mean, I think most you're, you're still challenged by it, but it's not painstaking by any stretch. I'm playing another game I can't talk about, and it's shit. <laughs> That's all I can literally say just, about just it. Just leave us hanging here. It just is. Just leave us hanging. Fucking. People are going to be talking about it in a week or two, and it's a fucking flaming dog turd of a game. <laughs> <laughs> a giant coiler. I'm yeah, sure we'll like know it when we come th- across it. It's a three-coil steamer that someone left on your porch <laughs> and lit on fire. Oh, that's nasty. Uh, oh. Yeah. Not the Billy <laughs> Madison move. Anything but that. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about the news? The news, the news, the news, the news. The news. The news. I stole it. I beat you to it. Yeah, good job. Nicely yeah. done. I'll leave it alone next time. That that was my one steal. <laughs> uh, well, we already talked about one of the kind of bigger news pieces from this week. There wasn't too, too much going on. Um, but one thing, uh, going back to Sea of Thieves, uh, when you die in Sea of Thieves, there was going to be a gold cost. You were going to lose some amount of your gold every time you were killed and had to respawn. And people bitched about it. They bitched about it a lot. And Rare decided they're not going to put it into the game anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what? There's so many other games that there's a cost associated with dying. Uh-huh. Like, uh, like I guess anything? maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe like it's... Like what? Like lots anything. Of games. Lots of games. It's like, there's the, you know, like where, you know, like look at a Dark Souls. You, you lose all your shit. You know, I mean, there's there's a cost associated with dying. I think the problem here well, is... Well, the micros are, t- are attached to that. I think that's what people had issues with. Uh, I still there's, think it's silly. I, d- I don't think there's actually any way to buy things in Sea of Thieves at this point. Not at this point. Yeah, well, I mean, that's speculation, right? We don't really know. But I mean, to lose like a small amount of gold, like, oh, you died, like that's your punishment, seems, it doesn't seem unreasonable. But the reason that they were wanting to bring it in, I guess, it was, they were looking at a way of trying to combat people who were basically like spawn camping and taking people out just for the sake of, you know, like literally they would kill people and then people would spawn back and they would just fuck them again, right? And that definitely takes a lot of the enjoyment out for people. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a thing built in the back end of the game where the whole, like if you're in a team, for example, you can all vote or it's something like that, basically where you will spawn somewhere else, right? It'll spawn you away from your the, the point in which you died. So that helps with these griefers who are, you know, like who are doing the whole spawn camping thing. That's the inevitability with a game like this where it's an always online you know, persistent world is you're going to have like, like anything, right? You go to any place of employment or you literally you go anywhere and there's going to be an asshole in the room. And in a game like this, there's going to be assholes and they're going to be, they're just, they're going to do asshole things. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, they were kind of saying that like that, this was their way of trying to combat that in a sense, but eh, obviously didn't really work out the way that they'd hoped. <laughs> Well, and I think people appreciate the fact that Rare listened to the community and they decide to axe it. They 
which you can't say for a lot of other big publishers out there. Okay, but, okay, but, I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one because this, this is an example of something else that bothers me. Um, does that really affect the game in any way, shape, or form? Not really. You know, to lose, like, oh, I died, I lost 10 gold. Oh, boo-hoo. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to fucking stomp my feet over that, right? But the fact that there's enough outrage by a community of whiners. Because it does that really, like, and I mean... Well, I, I think the fear I, I would to... be, I think the fear would be is that, like, I'm down to my, my last 20 gold and I die twice. Now, all of a sudden, the game needs me to put 10 bucks in the tank in order for me to get back in the game. And I think that's well, no, ultimately no, 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 where no. the they would never, rests. They would never shut you out for a dollar value. That's just, like, I mean, that's not even just speculation. That's, pretty, that's, that's, that's just pretty far-fetched. Greasy. Yeah, that's, that's just far-fetched. That would never happen. Like, in like, oh, well, now you're out of gold because you died, you know, like you say, that two times. And now if you want to play more, you need to give us $10. No, no, that's not going to happen. I can see that if Sea of Thieves was a free-to-play game, which I think arguably maybe it should have been. Maybe, um, maybe. I mean, I can say, I, I think, like I say, it's just, I think what I'm trying to get at is my, like, my point is that there are way bigger things to complain about. I mean, and not even in terms of, um, um, you know, this game, it's just in general, like it just seems like such a tiny, tiny thing. Like, oh, they're charging gold when you die. That is that really worth kicking and screaming over? It just seems silly to me. Hmm. It seems entitled. It really does. It seems it's just like, oh, that's another thing that we don't like. And we're going to complain about it just because <laughs> to the point where rare, like literally changed. It seems ridiculous. Like they so could why would Rare? Do, so yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me why they would do it if they weren't going to sort of cash in in some way. But we don't know what their what their point is with that. You know what I mean? It literally like I I think really like in the long run there are other things that people could complain about within the actual game. There are other things in Sea of Thieves that they could complain about, like maybe the lack of content. That's worth complaining about. Oh, they they, they charge me gold. Well, about this thing, but <laughs> they, they charge me gold when I die. Like, which thing is worth more in terms of complaining? Let's talk. Let's like on a scale of one to ten of complain value. I lose gold when I die is a fucking point five, and there's literally nothing to do. That's a ten. Like, pick your battles. How about you bitch about the important things and literally stop complaining about the simple things? But this just goes to show the power of what a complaining social media will do. I'm I'm yeah. I'm not afraid to walk out on a limb and call all these people out for being the whiniest of whiny fucking bitches out there. And <laughs> these fucking idiots are ruining gaming by being fucking adult diaper wearing crybaby bitches. Oh man. And this you is after one run of Pepsi. You just wait till I finish this second one. You, you need to join a fantasy football league. You want to see whiners online. Oh my god. I, I think <laughs> when it, people are bitching at players because they didn't produce any, you know, on a given Sunday or whatnot, I just think that you can you can go to any community and there's, I, yeah, there's a and level think, of toxicity. And I think the level of of um, I don't know, like, would you want to put it out there? Like, I'm tired of this shitness, <laughs> you know, like where I'm at is just like I'm 40 years old and I've seen people complain about useless shit over that entire 40 years. You know what I mean? And it just kind of gets to a point where you eventually go, my God, get your priorities straight. There are bigger things in the world to complain about. And this just seemed to me like a non-event. And, but you know, unsurprisingly, people are going to be babies. 
And like I say, I think I'm just at that point where I'm just tired of people complaining about things that just don't matter. This literally is a don't matter. Well, you couldn't possibly complain about a new Atari, could you, Sean? <laughs> well, because I'm old enough to remember the Atari. Is that a joke? Is that a, a joke? It a is. $250 classic Atari? Well, remember, we were going to have this on the news last week, and we kind of right. um, ran past it because it was a fucking two-hour power cast uh, last week. Um, but when they announced it, they didn't really give us a lot of information either. You know what I mean? Like, they just kind of like, oh, we've, we've renamed the Atari that we were going to release and that we didn't release. Um, and it really seemed like a non-event. We were all going like, snooze, who cares? Yeah. But they started to release some stats for this thing. That's right. And it's actually looking pretty impressive. Um, I'm going to give um, James, Mr. James Paley, uh, shit. So I hope he listens to this podcast. <laughs> He better. Um, well, uh, I'm going to give James Paley shit because I'm looking at the news piece and there's a shit ton of missing information that was sent to him. So, Mr. Paley, get your news game up. And I'm going to look up. I'm going to look up the information here that <laughs> they sent along. James would be like, Sean, you're such an asshole. Why'd you do that shit? James is usually very, very good. That's why I feel OK about making the joke, uh, because the information I'm looking for. Is, well, yeah. specs. But this is the specs. specs. Yeah. And it, so basically, I mean, if you ask me, I mean, they've made the statement that they want this to be a bit of a, um, a premium console. Well, not only a premium console, but they're wanting to bring what they're the way that they put it is PC versatility to the living room. Right. So whether or not this is in a sense, almost like a steam box. Remember the steam box that kind of went nowhere. Mm. Um but they're saying performance will be comparable to a higher-end PC laptop, 4K, HDR, 60 frames per second, AMD x86 processor. Um, you know, so it's not just to regurgitate Atari games, which is kind of what a lot of us were thinking it was going to be. Wow. In comparison we don't know what like, games are going to be on this thing, though. I mean, in all fairness, we do not know. It sounds though, I'm getting the feeling there'll be like 200 fucking games on this. I'm getting the feeling like there'll be a shit ton games on this thing but i don't know we don't know See, that i don't i i don't know if this is necessarily a preload type thing and that like oh there's going to be all these you know like shitty old atari games you know with like a few gems in there that we all remember you know um right but also have the ability to you know will it be able to access steam for example i mean you know uh if they're like looking at it you know to be uh um you know pc spec in a sense right so yeah, I mean, it does mention like yeah, I think that's where you look. Classic IP from Atari's portfolio, more than two hundred games and franchises. But then it says and others. It really notes and others. So yeah, there's more to it be. than what we're seeing. And as much as it seemed like a non-event, by at least getting this information and seeing that they want to put the meat there too, like the actual guts into this thing, there is a chance. And I'm not going to get excited about it yet, but there is a chance that this thing has more meat to it than we're all expecting. It might not be as snoozeworthy as we thought. Yeah, I no. want to wait and see, but it kind of sounds like this is along the lines of the Ouya, though. You know, they've got big, they're talking big, they've, they're like, yeah, we've got a lot of publishers and developers, and we've got lots of games, and then they don't. Well, mm. those announcements are supposed to come before the end of April. Okay. Like of, of what's on there, right? So we got a month now to see... Um, 
you know, where we're going to hear what's really going down with this thing. We'll see. Um, there you go. Actually, yeah, I'm reading for, further down the... Uh, um, this was basically uh, the information that they gave all the journalists and the media at GDC. Um, but it says here, Atari anticipates Steam and other Linux storefronts will work on the VCS. So, I mean, if this is a $250 way to bring a PC to your living room... Yeah, that's interesting. The, that gives it a lot more beef. You know, there's a lot more to talk about there. Um, and they genuinely... You know, like, making the comparison to Ouya is actually a really interesting one. Except for the fact Ouya was like, hey, we're on Kickstarter, support us, right? They kind of came out of nowhere. Atari is a name. I mean, Atari has been around. They've been through the ups, and they've definitely been through the downs in this business. So you'd think that they're probably bringing some real knowledge to this, right? But they acknowledge it. There's been a mix of both optimism and pessimism in the press about the potential success. Why do you believe it'll be successful? And what does it offer that's not currently found? Um, so they, they do dive into answering that a little bit. Um, it is pretty vague. It's kind of PR talk. But I mean, they're at least addressing it. They're not ignoring the fact that people are going, uh, uh, we've seen this before. It's the Ouya 2.0. Um, they're not completely ignoring it. So they're aware. I say we give it a shot before we shit on it. At least they're Yeah, I at least want to see what yeah, I need to see I need more information. I need to see what games are going to be out. I need to see exactly what the price point. Like nothing's official. We're all speculating how much this thing's going to cost. We don't know that exactly yet. Um so I need to see I need to see more information. And for a lot right of us now, we, we got to know more before like we're like, "Oh, well we've got, you know, in my home, I've got a computer. It's not fantastic, but I've got a desktop that's, you know, able to play most games i've got a ps4 pro i've got an xbox one x i've got a switch why the fuck do i need another console <laughs> you don't well it's not like no, i can justify enough. it you know like when i'm going to spend the cash and i turn to the wife i'm like hey i want to go and buy another electronic thing that hooks to our tv and she's like the fuck you do <laughs> i need i honey i need a seventh video game machine <laughs> you should have seen the eyes she gave me when I bought the uh, the Super NES classic. She's just like, why? I'm like, well, because it has all these great games. Great old games that you played when you were a kid? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I fired up that thing about three times. <laughs> and, I stood, and I stood in line to get that thing. I actually dragged my wife and stood in line to get that thing. And you haven't I've, played and it? And I played it like three three times, if that. If that's consumerism at its finest where you get Story hyped up about something you get hyped up about something and then it just kind of gets shoved in a corner I <laughs> yeah mean, pretty much look the beauty of of, of this uh, the super NES is that um my youngest uh skylar's really gotten into it and he's played so many of those games and just being able to share those games with my kid you know when he's talking what are the games that you liked when you were young dad i'm like well just go turn that machine on right there and it's going to answer all your yeah. questions it's pretty cool that is cool. Uh, I want to move on, but first I'm going to defend James. Uh, the article <laughs> you're looking at, Sean, is from March 19th, and the specs thing came out today. Why'd you link that one? Who linked this shit? I didn't link it. Trev, did you link it? I might have linked it. That might be my bad. Well, well maybe. Maybe no one what actually... I, because did anybody I, post I, today's news? Yeah, it's linked... Uh... Oh yeah, hopefully showing off some games at GDC. Uh oh, I owe James. I owe James a beer. 
And he knows where you live. You know oh, what? You know it, what? It's from last week. It's from last week. That's why it's the um, no. And that we were going to talk is, about it last week. That is fair. So so James actually did a pretty fantastic job. It's just nobody actually <laughs> posted the news from the today. new news, right? The new yeah, news no. from today, which had all that information. No. So Correct. I I apologize, James. <laughs> God, Ugh. I don't know if you guys you, you can maybe feel it in in the tone of my voice, but but I cringe having to offer up an actual genuine apology i apologize <laughs> at least you didn't do it on the internet you did it um with your voice which is better you never no, apologize I, genuinely on the internet. Mean, I honestly thought it was from today and it just it definitely would not be like james to skip over that which is why i decided to take a friendly jab but apparently it was um it was unwarranted old news old news, old old news. news and james is still great Couple... James is wonderful. <laughs> James is wonderful. <laughs> I love that guy. Him and his big ass head. <laughs> couple of pieces of news here. <laughs> Good God. He knows he's, he made a joke with me about his head being big. I'm allowed to say it. Oh boy. We're in the weeds. Yeah. We got to get back. <laughs> <laughs> We're off the rails. We're off the rails again. Get this bus back on the road, Paul. <laughs> Good grief. I'm going to have to uh, hop on a Slack and just warn him ahead of time. Yeah. Dear James, <laughs> I'm sorry about making jokes about the size of your head. <laughs> so a job post is suggesting that EA is making an open world Star Wars game. Um, There's the, there's the Star Wars nerd in me that's like, hell yeah. And there's the cynic in me that up until they kind of correct the ship a little bit uh, goes, oh, don't fuck it up. Yep. I'm in that camp. But you know what? I mean, it's not like EA has not made some fantastic games before the whole debacle. Um, so I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, 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 be pessimistic about it so much as just be wary. You know what I mean? I'm just we'll wait until we see a lot more. But yeah. I mean, a genuine open world Star Wars game is pretty fantastic if they pull it off. So I say I'm, I'm excited, but until I see more, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get too wrapped up into this at all. Exactly. I'm still a little bit sour over the visceral closing. So we will see. <laughs> I well, would, visceral, I, would I mean, that's the one uh, thing with, that's the one thing with EA is, is like, you know, you've seen them, Oh, we're bringing this studio in to the fold. And, and it's just, they seem to cannibalize studios as they, yeah. uh, you know, as they absorb them. Uh, Visceral is not the first studio that's fallen victim. Okay. To, mm, not even to close. EA. And I mean, it, and it's a shame because you see really great studios with really creative people, uh, you know, kind of disappearing. Um, I don't know. We've touched on this before. It's it's yeah. just that it's just the real unfortunate thing when. Um, you're answering to shale to shareholders and not to consumers necessarily. You know what I mean? Mm. It doesn't make sense to keep these guys open. They're costing us too much money. They have 300 employees. Yeah, they make great games, but that's 300 people we don't want to have to pay. Well, throw the shutters up on the studio. It's done. Right. And finally, Hellblade is coming out on Xbox One. Yay. Good. Good. I, I want more people to play it. Yeah, that's 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 great news. It really yeah. is. Yeah. It's funny. I, uh, on Facebook, I am part of 
few different groups, and one of the groups I'm part of is Podcast Beyond, which is basically um, Beyond is a PlayStation focused IGN podcast. Uh, so you can imagine that most of the people on Podcast Beyond are like hardcore PlayStation fanboys. Um, and I just love the way that they talk. I'm not sure if most Xbox fans uh, are really going to enjoy a game that has this much <laughs> nuance to it. And I'm just like, oh, oh my God. God. Like, oh, are you up. frigging kidding me right now? Like, you think that, like, literally, like, what you're saying right now is that you think PlayStation players are smarter than X? Like, it's a fucking preference for a console, you shit. Like, oh, get that's... off your high horse. I just, I saw, and I mean, I just, I didn't even bother to comment. I just like, this is a fight I don't want to get into because I just don't fight on the internet anymore. It's not worth it. <laughs> but I just chuckled and I just, I mean, for me, something like this is the more people to play a game like this, which has a, a message behind it, it has something to say, the better. Like, I'm so glad that it's, this didn't end up being an exclusive for, for PlayStation. And Xbox owners are dying for something good to play. Yep. Yeah. Just dying right. for it. My <laughs> God. And it's, it's going to look good, too. It's going <laughs> to look good, like, on the Xbox One X. It's going to look pretty. Yep. And, I mean, if anything, if I'll play anything, it again. I'll play it again just for the Chivos and just to, do, to relive the experience all over again. It's that good. Yeah, and then, and honestly, like I say, in the long run, um, you know, considering that Ninja Theory went out on a limb to get this one made to prove that you can make really great games on a fairly tight budget, you know, tight in, you know, in this business, is more sales equals a little bit more money in the coffers to continue on this journey, right? I mean, I know that they're probably looking at a sequel of this one, so... You know, the more sales, the better. I'm, I'm. There's nothing but good things that this thing's coming to the Xbox. Well, I was just gonna say, if if you do, if anyone does pick up the game, watch the extras because there's some really good backstory into what went in, went what went into making this game, and and how they talk to mental health professionals, and it's it's fascinating. So definitely, when you play the game, don't close it and and walk away. Watch some of the extras. There's some really fantastic footage there of the team that put that game together and it's awesome the whole thing is freaking fantastic one of the best games of 2017 you might say yep without a shadow of a doubt easily moving on to the releases for this week two big ones and a bunch of things that nobody's going to care about <laughs> nobody nobody well, maybe six nobody give me a there, second there'll here. be there'll be some dollhouse fans <laughs> wouldn't there what sorry? What dollhouse? What dollhouse do uh, is is coming out on March twenty seventh by uh, Sedesco, and uh, I, we oh, have okay. it here for the PS four. <laughs> if it was if it was related to the Eliza, I know uh, nothing about it, but I do know. It's no, I was gonna say if it was related to the Eliza Dushku series, the doll or dollhouse. I don't know. Did either of you watch that? Nope. Like mm, it was no. like, oh Jesus, probably getting old now. Like six, seven years ago. It's a fantastic series. I think it only ran like two seasons, but it was like this really cool sort of sci-fi, like, you know, girls, like, it basically was a bunch of women programmed to be assassins type thing. And, you know, it kind of helps that Eliza Dushku is just ridiculously good Lord. Ever since, uh, what was that she was in? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, uh, What's the I, cheerleader movie? I you guys remember the cheerleader here, movie? I can't hear anyone. The one with, um, oh, God damn it, Sean. 
Um, ah, come on. Oh. Cheerle There's only so many cheerleader movies. Why am I not remembering the name of this movie? Bring it on. Remember Bring It On? Oh, of yes, course. of course. Yeah, she was in Bring It On. She was like the, the cheerleader with the attitude. She's hot. Like, she's not kind of hot. She's ridiculous hot. <laughs> anyway, she played an assassin. Like, it was a really kick-ass series. I, I don't think it got the, the, the time that it deserved. So, anyways, rolling back around, my point is, is that if it was that dollhouse, I'd play that game. <laughs> well, it's not that dollhouse. So I don't want to play that game. Um, yeah, you might not want to. But the things that you might want to play this week, Far Cry 5, which is out uh, ah. yesterday, being that yep. today is Wednesday, and MLB 18. Well, look, if you're a baseball fan... It's your only really option only, if you're a baseball it's, fan. Yeah, exactly. It's your only uh, MLB game to play, really. <laughs> and And they do a hell of a job. It's it's a great every year you can predict what it's going to score. It always seems to score in the ninety range. It's always flawless mechanically. It you know it's always wonderful playing with some of your favorite players and your favorite teams. Um, Is there enough? Like, like like a lot of these sports games, it gets predictable every year. You kind of know what you're going to get. And that's like what I was going to really say. Do. Like, is there enough innovation apart from roster changes in any of these games anymore? I gave they, up a long time ago on a lot of sports games because I was tired of like one or two minor improvements and the same 80 or $90 game that I bought the year before. I always get a chuckle when I get the review guide because all these sports games come with really comprehensive review guides to really tell you all the changes they made. Like we changed the blade of grass and we changed the out the dirt in the outfield and you know we made this, this tweak to, to the anime. Oh, it's, well, it is, but they really want to tell you every little thing, every little tweak that they made, so... You can see um, the I contour mean, of their cup? Like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, like the, I mean... Sure. The, you know, the suns, the scoreboards, yeah. like, the surroundings, like, so So they do make, but it's it's really, it's it's incremental changes. It is slight changes. Um all to get that yearly release going you know what i mean and I, you know and i wonder like you say oh it scores in this scores in that like i i wonder if a lot of the time because of a, a game like this you can't handle or you can't hand um a review of something like mlb to an inexperienced reviewer you know no. like someone who's never played the series before almost you like you guys gave it to michael chow Right. Yeah, and he's got a lot of experience with the franchise. But that's I mean, just it. That's 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 exactly the point I'm about to make. Though is you're giving it to a guy who was one clearly a baseball fan uh, yeah. and a super fan, and a guy who was also borderline what you would say is a, 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 a super fan of the series. And this isn't a knock on Michael at all by by any stretch. It's just the point is is that the people who are actually reviewing this and throwing that number out there are people who are dedicated to the series. So it yeah. seems skewed. It seems, and I mean, this is something that I would honestly venture out and say, like, even you, like, you review Trevor, for example. You're like, I'm the oh, Madden for years. guy. I'm the Madden well, I guy, I right? I reviewed MLB for years. For years, yeah. I reviewed it. I mean, you're, and I mean, you're and pretty I mean, good. I remember the, I remember the first time I ever picked up the game. I was really blown away. I was like, holy shit, they've got like, they've got Cecil Fielder's swing down pat, and look at the stadiums. Oh my god, that's Rogers Arena. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's you really. Uh, you really got a sense for like I remember being blown away the first time I played it. So, 
But yeah, I mean, you. you I have... don't know if it would. If, if somebody picked it up for the first time and played it, it would be interesting to see what they had to say. Yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if they. I'd be surprised if it came in. If somebody brand new to MLB picked it up, played it here, review this. You've got no experience. Review this. I'd be surprised if they came in with a low score. Like they'd really. I'd be really surprised. I think anybody who picks it up for the first time would be blown away. Hmm. It's it's an incredible baseball sim. There, there's, there's something to be said for a good critical eye, though, because even you as the guy who's done Madden for so long, um, you know, I think it was not last year, maybe the year before, I think you came in, didn't you come in at like a 70-something for a game and yeah, not necessarily super low. high because you were like, look, people are going to put their money out on this from year after year after year, and there's just not enough brought this time to make it different. Yeah, yeah that that was exactly, I remember, the, yeah, it was... I think it was two Maddens ago where I was pretty critical, where I felt that not enough had been done, that it was almost uh, in some ways a step back. Well, I think, um, and I, th- I think you have to be on anything, especially like people like to talk about, you know, uh, the yearly franchises. So we've got the Call of Duties and stuff like that, but at least they're done by different studios. Usually there's a different narrative direction, that sort of thing. But a sports game is a sports game. And when you are bringing something to the table year after year after year, I mean, what are you changing that makes it worth that $80? Yeah, Michael's review should be in tonight, actually. So I'm curious what he comes out as. But if <laughs> I had to guess, if I had to guess, I think it's going to be high 80s, low 90s. And I think, you know, it seems it's, so, it's one of those sports games where it's so it's so predictable year in, year out what you're going to yeah. get. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. That's kind of the same for any genre, though. You know, if... If you give a fighting game to somebody who's not familiar with fighters, maybe they're not going to, I mean, oh, I they see wouldn't score yeah, it like the same it, way as somebody who likes fighting games. So yeah, well, familiarity you can apply that for, to anybody. For sure. Familiarity, for sure. Um, but the funny thing is, is like, even though you're always getting, um, uh, you know, the people that are usually reviewing these games are people who are very experienced with the series. Um, but I think that it's rare to see somebody who takes the same stance as Trevor in that, like, look, uh, I'm not only looking at it for someone, you know, from the eyes of someone who's experienced and who's played this year after year, I'm also looking at it from the eyes of a consumer who's going to spend $80 and go, yeah, it's still a great game. Like, this game is fantastic if you're just jumping into it, but what about the guy? And, I mean, granted, with most sports games... These are these guys buy this game year after year after year. So that's he at where least it, has that critical eye though that goes, look, if you bought this game last year, don't fucking bother this year. It's yeah. a waste of your money. Because so there's not enough improvement to make it worth it. Right. So it's good to have that extra critical eye and be experienced, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. But that's where a review score becomes insufficient. So just putting a number on something. I mean, personally, I'm not a fan of putting numbers on reviews. Uh, it's something that we have to do just because that's the way the industry works, but it loses so much of the nuance because I'm sure even in Trev's high seventies review of Madden, he's still saying this is a great football game. Oh it's yeah, just, for sure. Yeah. It's just no, you're not 100%. hitting the, the separation to make it worthwhile for somebody who bought it last year. Oh, uh, I mean, whether or not the industry ever changes, uh, who knows, but I'm a hundred percent with you because I mean, we've, I mean, I don't know if we've talked about it on the cast specifically, but the idea we talked of, about it off the cast of, for sure. Of well, skip to the score. It's just a number. <laughs> You're missing all the nuance. You're missing literally all the meat. Oh, they gave it an eighty. That means it's good. Okay, but why? Well, I don't know. They gave it an eighty. 
Like, listen, you fucking inbred motherfucker. Read. Read the fucking thing. Because you asked them about it and they didn't actually read anything. You know what I mean? And there's so much nuance. There's so much information, obviously, that goes into actually putting that together. And it's the same reason, like, when people will yell and scream about a review that says that's a 70. Why are you shitting all over this game? First of all, 70 on the 100-point scale is a really good review. And did you read it? Did you read it? Yep. And you'll uh, see that the the writer was like, he, these are really great things about this game. And these are a couple things that really will pull you away from it. But at least providing some context to that number that you skipped to because you're an idiot. Yep. There's a thousand or fifteen hundred words backing up those two little numbers, so uh, uh, you might you might want to look at that. I would imagine at this point it's it's got to be such a struggle. I mean, I used to pain myself over every paragraph, every sentence of a written review because I wanted. Uh, not only did I want to do the game justice. But I wanted to showcase the fact that I knew what I was talking about in that review. And I painted over like simple things like sentence structure and the specific words that I used. And knowing that 90% of people will skip over it if it's written Mm -hmm. is just an insult. That's what I do like now about the fact that we've made that transition to there's so much uh, uh, video content. Mm -hmm. It's it's a lot easier for someone to sit through if they feel like they're being read to because apparently reading is hard for this generation. You know, they just want people to talk to them. <laughs> You're relentless today. That's like five oh, yeah, times you've, be... got, you've dug oh, into this. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, have, we apologize to everyone under 35 today. Everyone. Under 35? <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> I'm literally talking to kids like that are like my son's age at like 20. <laughs> it's just it's different now and i mean i'm the crotchety old guy that's kind of stuck in his ways probably but i mean it's just it's it just seems insulting that someone's going to skip over all that written stuff just to go to a number and at least with video it they're less inclined to skip because you've got pretty pictures going in front of their faces and they just get (laughs) entranced by that because they're easy to entertain you know what i mean like Oh, look at the pretty pictures and they're saying things. And then the score comes at the end, but they've actually listened to everything that you have to say. Right. So there's some context given that even when they see that score at the end, they heard, oh, they heard this and they heard that. Oh, yeah, he still kind of liked it. At least it it forces them to listen to what you would have written, you know, from the beginning. I hate kids, apparently. (laughs) I hate young people. Get off my lawn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and with that, we're going to move into the Press X Perfect list for this week. Yay. It's, it's perfect time. Yay. It's time to get perfection, boys. All right. Uh, and this week, in honor of Joseph Seed in Far Cry 5, we are going to pick 10 perfect video game villains. Mm. Mm. The baddest of the baddies. The baddest of the bad, the coolest of the bad. We're just talking perfect villains. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. And I, I went first <laughs> last week, so uh, maybe we should let Trev take it away. Oh, Sweet. I don't want to have to try and pick four of this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess that means I got four. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, you better start. Pick... You better start Googling, bro. Well, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I am going to, keeping with the Far Cry theme, I'm going to go with Voss. Good pick. Um, he was just, yeah, he was he was awesome. He was an unpredictable psychopath. And, um, yeah, he was just, you always got the sense that he was just barely hanging on to his sanity. And um, I love that about him. He was just so unpredictable, uh, vicious. And he made that game to the point where, well, if I'm going to, to the point where when he is no longer in that game anymore, my interest fall fell right off. So, um, yeah, he's my first pick. And they, they used him so well, too. Like, even in, like, in like the key art and stuff for that game, where it's just him with his head kind of cocked to the side and, like, a knife basically held at your face if you're in, like, first person sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. he, he came across even just visually as very menacing. And then... You know, and that's just like I haven't even played the game yet. He looks insane, and then you get to meet him in game, and you're like, "Yeah, this fucker is genuinely insane." <laughs> like, so good. And I'm actually, I'm really pumped to see that dude. It's what's his name? His Michael something. I can't remember his name, and I feel Michael bad. Mondo. Yeah, that's right, Mike Mondo. He's uh, uh, if you'd stuck around for the end credits scene in Spider Man Homecoming. You know that in the next Spider-Man movie, he's gonna fuck with Spider-Man hard. That's gonna be cool. Like he, Sweet. he's gonna be. A, he's a good badass. Like I, I hope he's not typecast necessarily, but he's really good at being an evil badass. My favorite thing about Voss is that, well, basically, I wanted him to win because your character in Far Cry Three is such a douchebag. <laughs> Way to cheer for the bad guy, Paul. <laughs> I was like, kill me. Kill me. <laughs> Just do it. Get it done, Voss. <laughs> All right, Sean, hit us with a pick. Uh fuck. Um. Uh, I have some guys in my head, but like characters or or games that we've talked about a lot. Um. Perfect villain is a perfect villain. Doesn't matter what game they're from. You know who I like? I like Handsome Jack from the Borderlands franchise. Ah, That's a good pick. Yeah, and I mean, not only is, like, he's that perfect, like, perfect cross between not only being a good villain, badass type character, but the humor. I mean, and that's just more so... I mean, that just kind of goes hand in hand with the Borderlands franchise altogether. But that just quirky, real, real on the on the nose type humor is just so, so good. And he was that guy that you kind of you love to hate. You know what I mean? Like you kind of liked him. You kind of liked him as much as you hated him. And that's what I loved about Handsome Jack. He was such a dick, but you still thought he was actually pretty cool all at the same time. Yeah. You're like, damn, Handsome Jack. Guy's pretty cool. And he was handsome. I mean, mask and all, but he's a handsome, he was a handsome gentleman. Devastatingly handsome. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going there. Do it. All right, Paul. All right. I got one in mind. And uh, this one is from the, actually, this series has a lot of fantastic, insane villains. And that's the Metal Gear series. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go with my personal favorite, which is Psycho Mantis. 
And I, right. I'll be the first to admit I've seen the name and I've seen the name referred to as one of the best bad guys ever numerous times. And I am 100% unfamiliar. Okay, so Psycho Manus shows up the first time in Metal Gear Solid and he's, he's basically a psychic. So he takes control of uh, Snake's partner, Meryl, and you're basically trying to defeat him without having to kill her. If that makes oh. sense. Because their minds are linked. And this is back in 1999 when there was nothing cool going on in games, basically. And uh, Kojima being the genius that he was, the game actually read your memory card. And he would say, I'm reading your mind right now. And if you had other uh, Konami titles on your, on your memory card, he would say, you like Street Fighter. I, I do <laughs> remember like seeing that. that, that it would actually read the memory card, which is like, I mean... That's pretty advanced for its time. At the time, yeah, that's oh, for fucking sure. cool. And like the control in that fight, um, if you had your controller plugged into port one, your controls wouldn't work right. So you yeah. had to actually unplug the controller, port, plug it into port two to have full control of Snake. I remember seeing that, uh, like write up stuff about that, and like weren't people genuinely confused and thinking like, yeah, and the there's game a- was genuinely fucked, and like they're like, I'm shutting this shit off, and there's a lot of things that fuck with you in that fight. Um, That's if you crazy. haven't played it or haven't seen it, I definitely recommend either playing it or, or looking it up on YouTube. It's, it's pretty cool. That's a, that, that, that's a neat sort of like self-awareness, I guess that like, not a, like, I shouldn't say not a lot of games, but almost no games have ever really achieved. Like the fact that you needed to unplug your controller from the port and plug it back into a different one. That's some advanced shit. Yeah. It's it, crazy. It was way outside the box, especially at the time. That's wow. That that I'm genuinely impressed because that is not something that I've never seen or heard of anything else quite like that. Oh yeah. Genuinely impressed. That is a good pick. I don't that's cool. Yep, Trev. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna make this quick and easy. I'm gonna go with the Joker from the Batman Arkham series. He's awesome. Mark Hamill does such a great job. Um he's just such a memorable character. He's what makes those... He's a big reason of why that franchise is so successful. So I am going to lock in the Joker. He's the best Joker, too. He really he's is. He's awesome. He's I'm nodding my so, head. Yeah, like, he's just so fucking good at that character. Especially in Asylum with the combo of the Joker and, and Scarecrow. And, uh, man. Yeah. Good pick, Trev. I think so. No, there's not even thinking, like... We like to joke about this is perfect, but he is literally one of the most perfect villains, and especially really done is. by by Mark Hamill. He he just nails. I mean, it's funny now. Like every time I hear another person do Joker, I'm like, it's not Joker. <laughs> it's not Joker. It's not him. <laughs> he's got it. He he's. It's like what's like who is it that does uh, bats in a lot of the old animated? Was it? It's Kevin Conroy, isn't yeah, it? Kevin Conroy. Yeah. That's right. He, he, it's just to me, Kevin Conroy is the voice of the bat. You know what I mean? So, yeah, good pick, dude. It's it's to you, Sean. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, this is an easy pick. Now that I've had some some time to think about it, I'm gonna go with uh, Frau Engel from uh, right Wolf there. Wolf Two. <laughs> oh, oh, she's so insane. She's she makes your <laughs> when a game when a game features Hitler. And Hitler's not the most monstrous character. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Frau. 
Frau is way worse than Hitler. What? That says something. I think there's genuinely something to be said, too, for the fact that um, she makes your skin crawl. She Not does. a lot of games and not a lot of people, you know, like, we're so aware of the fact that we're playing a game, you know, like, you that you don't always get that invested into it because you're like, this is, this isn't reality. This is, like, something I'm playing to enjoy myself. She is so cringingly evil that you're literally, you're sitting there playing the game and you can feel the hair in your neck stand up when she talks. Mm-hmm. She's that evil, like, and, and that's <laughs> effective. Sure. It's so effective. Like, I hated her. I hated her. Good pick. You said it, I, bud. It, <laughs> if you <laughs> didn't it. pick her, I was definitely picking her. Yeah. At um, least you didn't call me a cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> I still need to pull that out into a soundbite just so I can use it. Oh my god. I <laughs> I always listen to the podcast at least once, you know, because uh, I was explaining to somebody how, you know, while we're involved in conversation, it's not like we're obviously we're paying attention, but it's a lot different from being able to sit back and just listen and take it all back in. So I always like to to listen uh, uh you know, that one time around. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't literally like go to the end of that section on the last podcast and rewind two minutes and do it like 10 times <laughs> over and over. You're a cocksucker. That's what you are. I could not stop laughing. I had not laughed that hard in a long time. So thank you, Trevor. Thank you so much for that. Cause oh, that was, boy. that was comedy gold. He wow. was so mad. <laughs> You're gonna if you pick what I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna punch you. Like you just. <laughs> oh, good times! If you haven't heard oh that, you God, should definitely so go listen to episode eleven. Uh, that's the one where Trev calls me a cocksucker. <laughs> it's just as funny talking about it now. It, it was just so good. You're a cocksucker. That's what you are. Oh, All right, man. I'm going to make a pick here, and it's going back to the SNES days when, you know, villains, they just weren't that bad. But there was one dude who was really bad, and that was Kefka from Final Fantasy 3 slash 6. 3 slash 6, the clown. It's just his laugh. I don't know how they produced that laugh on a SNES, ah, but it's so good. Okay, so, um, can we talk about the fact that you just called it a SNES? SNES? Who the fuck says that? SNES? It's oh, a Super NES. Who says that. SNES? Oh, no one says Super NES. It's SNES or Super Nintendo. What the fuck? I always just called it Super Nintendo. Okay, I've seen Super NES, Super NES. I've never heard anybody call it a SNES. That sounds like you sneezed. <laughs> well, what can I say? I don't know. It's what I've always going done. out the window uh, here, man. SNES. No one calls it that. Let's... All right, all right. We we need to find out from the listeners. Maybe I'm far off here. I've never heard anybody call it a SNES ever. <laughs> so 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 press X to podcast listeners. If you're not on the Facebook group already, get on the Facebook group. Look us up, press X to podcast, and tell us tell us how you pronounce that. Because I want to know if I'm wrong or if Paul's weird. Uh, we might just have to make a poll actually on the Facebook group. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll get to that, but. Yeah. I also just want to encourage people who are not part of the Facebook group to join the Facebook group. 
Yeah, get on our level, would ya? I mean, yeah, right? we're just trolling around there waiting, waiting to be dicks to everyone. And Now that uh, I'm working from home, I literally wait for those Facebook pop-ups and be like, who can I fuck with now? That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's kind of my nature. Yep. Trev, go for it. All right, I am going to pick someone that's been around. Oh, this character is as old as dirt. Um, he's been a thorn in Mario's uh, side. I knew you. That's where since, you were going since the I very was, beginning. I was going to pick that, or, or close I, to the beginning. I'm oh. going to go with Bowser. He's he's not you know he's not the most violent character. Um, he's kind of big and burly like me. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Bowser just because he's been around for so long. He's got staying power and uh yeah he's just been sort of a menace to mario for so so many years so he's gonna be uh he's gonna be my next perfect pick god damn it. that's what i was gonna say i mean that i'm not gonna stoop sucker. to your level i'm not gonna stoop to your level i'm not gonna be that no, guy no. no that was that was uncalled for. <laughs> and i mean you know he does have staying power which is pretty respectable in a gentleman a gentleman I mean, with staying power I can't believe that he continues to succeed in stealing Peach with the same tactics. Like have Mario, you, get your shit together. Like build a wall. I don't know, but have you, you ever gotta seen protect that princess? Has anybody ever seen that webcomic where uh, it's Peach lying in bed? She's like having a smoke, lying in bed beside this dude uh, who there's like literally like a Bowser costume thrown on the floor, and they're lying in bed together. And uh, the 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 Bowser guy is like he still falls for the same story, and she's like, "Yeah, he's an idiot." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think there's a case to be made there that Mario is a stupid and and b kind of a terrorist, killing all the all the Goombas and and so on. Well, yeah, he's. I mean, what did they ever do to him? Well, for the most part, they're just jumping around. I'm. You know, they might be in his path, but I don't think they're actively they have, uh, opposing him. They have no, they'd have no limbs. Like, really, what kind of damage can they do? They're just so satisfying when you jump on their cute little heads. Well, it's more about, like, jumping on numerous at the same time. You know what I mean? One mm. after the other after the other. That's the only reason I do it. Fuck those mushroom motherfuckers. <laughs> If I'm going to be angry, I'm going to be angry the whole cast. I'm just going to yell at everything. <laughs> well, why don't you go ahead and give us uh, your angriest possible pick for uh, Villain? Your last. Your last pick, too. Okay, I'm not angry. Uh, uh, I feel like we talk about a lot of the same games over and over and over. And I mean, maybe that just means that they have that much importance and they have that much uh, sticking power. Uh, but a bad guy that really sticks out for me is Andrew Ryan from the Bioshock series. Um, and uh, interestingly enough is that like, he's a bad guy that had good intentions. You know what I mean? Maybe. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, no, like in the whole, in the whole rapture setup, you know, you know, is a man not entitled to the sweat from his brow? Like there's, you know, the idea is, is that people are going to go there to be better, to go that you know they're they're there to 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 better themselves and do things that the rest of the world is not ready to do yet. You know, make advancements that the rest of the world can't do, and then gets in over his head 
You know what I mean? And it just goes a lot further than he anticipated. So he becomes a bad guy with the purest of intentions, in a sense. You know what I mean? To the point where he almost loses his, loses himself to it, if that makes sense. But but it just more so than anything, it was just compelling. And and it's the way that we talked about it last week when we were talking about trailers. You know, and and you're coming in to Rapture and you hear that Andrew Ryan voiceover. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, I mean, it's so good in pulling you into the game, but it just gives you an idea of him as a person, and and your first thought isn't necessarily villain, which is really interesting. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. his, his his intentions were purely uh, what scientific, I guess you'd want to say from the start, and then it just devolved into something so much more sinister. That is a perfect explanation of a perfect villain, perfect pick, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. And Paul, your final pick. Yep, I got one more. I got several things to say, but I gotta pick one. Um I'm trying to predict in my head who you're gonna pick. I, I have I'm gonna I'm I think I know what he's about. Is it the one that you're gonna pick? Because I wanna hear you call him a cocksucker again. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> mine's, mine's out of left field a little bit. Oh, oh okay. shit. Oh, I guess that means I'm not gonna guess it, Trev. <laughs> god i hope you do i hope you do i hope i do um (laughs) i'm gonna pick the elusive man from mass effect i think that's a cool pick man you cocksucker (laughs) (laughs) you don't mean it this time no last time you really not quite as much yeah the last time you were like viscerally angry (laughs) the elusive man is such a good character like you have no idea what his intentions are or or where his allegiances lie is he on the bad guy's side is he a force of good you just don't know and um, well, he just strings you along he does and he's such a manipulator and um obviously martin sheen is a fantastic actor so that helps um take it a long way but the elusive man is is top notch yeah no i'm I would not even consider arguing that he was, he was, well, he was perfect, actually. I mean, if we're, if we're going to. Perfection. If we're going to say anything, I mean, it's a perfect pick for a perfect list. Perfect. Perfect. Trev, make it a perfect 10. I am going to go with a character that just gave me fucking nightmares. Uh, Pyramid Head from Silent Hill 2. Oh, I mean, he would. Oh my god, like just shows up. (laughs) Just kind of shows up out of nowhere and just brutalizes anything in front of it. Like you just, when you first encounter that, that, that character, you're you're like, how am I going to even make it through the rest of this game with this guy lurking about? And he's just, just terrifying. pyramid head i think that's my problem with those types of games too is that i get so invested a good buddy of mine brad is he he doesn't get phased by scary things you know like he'll watch a horror movie and not flinch because he's like oh it's make-believe it's a movie you know what i mean whereas i'm the complete polar opposite in that i get so invested i know it's fake I know it's all fantasy and everything else, but I buy into the fantasy of it and I let it take over. I get genuinely scared. And Pyramid Head fucking terrified me. Not kind <laughs> of terrified me, but like, I mean, the only comparable uh, 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 scare I've had in a video game was in uh, the PT demo, the floating ghost 
um, where, I mean, if anybody played it, you know, you're in the bathroom and you're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. You're looking at the alarm clock. You're in the hallway. You go towards the door and there's this fucking floating ghost at the end of the hallway. And I remember we were playing it with four of us. There were four people playing and we were you know, passing the controller back and forth between each other because we, you know, I don't know what to do, da, da 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 because you very much need to kind of navigate your way through that specifically in a sense, right? And it had been passed to me and I'm looking at this character and I'm like, I don't, I don't think I can step forward. No, I'm not doing it. And so like, I would like step a half step forward, half step forward. And then I literally, I lost any, any cojones I might've had, any gumption I might've had. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm not doing it. And the second I pushed back on the thumbstick to get the fuck out of Dodge, that thing came rushing at my face and my controller, I wish I was making this up. It hit the ceiling. I threw it right to the ceiling, (laughs) right to the ceiling. And I screamed, screamed out loud. And I mean, but that's a, that's, that's effective. That's effective uh, a horror right there. And that's that's what Pyramid Head kind of did to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a scaredy cat. Paul, you've you've been witness. Oh, oh, I have. Oh, I have. I wish we had PT on video because my god. That would be gold. Absolute gold. That would be one uh, which that would probably be worth filming me playing. I mean, if there's anything that's entertaining is watching a complete pansy play a horror game. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That turned out pretty darn well. We've got Voss from Far Cry 3, uh, Handsome Jack, Psycho Mantis, The Joker, Frau Engel, Bowser, Pyramid Head, The Elusive Man, Kefka, and Andrew Ryan from Bioshock. That oh, is acted quite well. That's a really good list. I mean, it really is. Now that I'm thinking about it, like I can actually think of like some other really good villains too. But for sure, but that's a that's a pretty solid list. One might say it's perfect. There could only be ten, and those are the perfect ten. And um, that's all we're gonna say about that. Well, you know, I mean, now that we know, um, I mean, maybe you guys can join me on this. Uh, now that we know that our our good friend amigo compadre. Um, uh, Alex Thomas is counting how many perfects we say in a perfect list. If you could join me in a chorus of perfects, <laughs> let's see. We're gonna for ten. No, ten seconds is too long. Five seconds worth. Let's see if Alex Thomas can count the perfects. Are you ready? I'm very ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. I'm, I'm looking at the. I'm looking at a timer on your mark. Get set. We'll hold it. Not yet. Go. Perfect. 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 might say it's perfect. It might be perfect. It's perfect. I think it's perfect. Perfect. It might be perfect. It's perfect. Fantastically perfect. 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 And time. And perfect. If he gets that, I'm not going to count to to like check, but I get it. I have faith on him. He'll listen back. He'll slow it down. He will, man. Like 162 guys. Well done. You're so right. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I give that about a 79. I can't wait to see that number. <laughs> that's funny. And on that note, we are going to get out of here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you liked it, give us a thumbs up. Give us a review. Share it with all your friends. Get on the Facebook group. 
do all that stuff. We appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Do you guys have anything you want to say? I hope next week oh. that my throat doesn't hurt. More rum and Pepsi. Well, it definitely helped. I mean, I think I kept up my pep for most of the podcast. Yeah, you had some uh, piss and vinegar, buddy. I hate, I hate the children. <laughs> <laughs> he I hates the children, really, everybody. I, I, but I don't. I just, I hate whiners. That's okay. They hate yeah. you too. They probably do. <laughs> oh, they do. I bet you there's people who listen to this who are like, I like that Trevor guy. I like that Paul guy, but Sean's a dick. <laughs> and I'm completely okay with that. It's like, well, is are they wrong? Really? I thought you were my homie. <laughs> yeah, they're well, we're wrong. Homies, but you're a really total a dick. dick. <laughs> I am not. I'm just, I'm opinionated. That's right. You play <laughs> a dick on TV. I'll be opinionated next week, too. I'm sure you will. And we <laughs> hope you will join us then. Uh, and until next Wednesday, see you later, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, I like that final one. <laughs> yeah, it really stretched out there. Bye. Yeah, it's really, great. Yes, it really stretched your vocals. <laughs> Oof.